Welcome to the Money Wise Women Show, brought to you by MoneyMorphosis.com. Are you ready to be inspired to upgrade your financial skills? Listen to feminine leaders sharing practical advice and valuable insights. Shift your money mindset, improve communication skills, and learn financial management tips. Although we do not provide investment advice, you can check out MoneyMorphosis.com. That's money com to find simple ways to boost your true wealth. Hello, it's Crystal Arnold, founder of Money Morphosis and your hostess of Money Wise Women. So, women and money. How can we empower women to have a more life-affirming story about their financial situation and what can be done in both people's personal lives and in their businesses to get more confidence and clarity about what money is to them and how to align it with their values. And so there's the practical level of the skills needed to do that. And then there's also integrating the emotional uh, level of how we feel about money our past history of money traumas or challenging experiences which influenced our beliefs and behaviors about it. And I find that the most effective approach to shifting our relationship with money is through integrating both the rational and the emotional and spiritual aspects of what money is to us. And this is why I am so excited to have found our guest today, Brittany Castro, and uh, her company is called Financially Wise Women, and uh, she is is uh, an absolute powerhouse and inspiring leader in uh, financial uh, literacy and and awareness for uh, both women and and within corporations. Her website is www.financiallywisewomen.com, and I will uh, tell you a little bit more about her before we get started here. So Brittany Castro is, as I said, the founder and CEO of Financially Wise Women, which is a Los Angeles-based financial planning firm whose mission is to teach women and couples in their 30s and 40s the art of managing their money in a fun and simple way. So Brittany is a certified financial planner, chartered retirement planning counselor, um, accredited asset management specialist, entrepreneur, and speaker, and and really works with uh, people to make their finances work for them and to be able to use their money to live the life of their dreams. And she really is passionate about making money management fun and enjoyable, and she's known for her innovative, non-judgmental, and compassionate approach to financial uh, planning. And I will let her tell you a little bit more here soon about um, her background and what led her into this field. So glad you could be with us, Brittany. I would love to begin just by hearing a little bit more about what you find most exciting about the work that you do. Well, first, thank you for having me. I'm very stoked to be here. I love everything you're doing in this space and really just trying to empower people with money. I think it's such a valuable talent and gift, and um, for you to be able to share it with the world is is really awesome. Um, So I do financial planning, um, except I don't really even like to call myself a financial planner because I'm not your typical financial planner by any means. Um, So my brief story is I graduated with a degree in business economics, started after college at a financial planning company, and I was there for five years. And what I learned is I really enjoy financial planning. I enjoyed helping people, the ability to create my own work schedule, make as much money as I wanted, um, but I did not fit within the corporate model. 
there's just a lot of rules and regulations and I soon realized that for me to live my authentic life and have my own fulfillment and purpose, I needed more freedom to do the things I wanted to do within that work that I was doing. And I just always envisioned having this really amazing life full of fun and travel and friends and family and, yeah, work hard, but also you know, play hard and enjoy it. And I wasn't enjoying um, my life because I was so stressed all the time and working way too many hours. So I found an independent company. I went there, started to really learn how to build my own brand, build my own um, practice, you know, without as much corporate support and resources. And after about two years, I felt ready to then take the next leap, which is create my own company, which is what it is now. So we are a financial planning firm. We do fee-only planning for, for women and couples, usually in their 30s and 40s, a little bit more established in their income and careers and have a lot going on and really just kind of looking for a partner to help them understand money and put together more systems and strategies in place so they have that clarity, that peace of mind. They know that they're creating wealth and using their money to live the life that they want. And we've been successful doing that. And also uh, the other side of the business is my brand partnership with, you know, brands like Chase and the CFP board, um, which is certified financial planning. And also speaking. So I'm, um, you know, a speaker. I get hired to come into companies and organizations and just teach different workshops. And I think my unique approach is just to make it fun, make it relatable, not harder for people, not talk down to people. I mean, I'm all about education, empowerment, and enjoying your financial life as much as possible and teaching people how to do that, how to make you know, the mindset changes and the system and strategy changes so that ultimately they just have more success and happiness because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how much money you have. It doesn't go with you. So I think it's obviously embracing the journey. And um, and I think, you know, well, I know I've been able to help a lot of people and our model and way of doing business has inspired a lot of other people in the industry to maybe change the way things have been done into this newer model that we have. We do consider ourselves more of a pioneer in the way that we work, um, but it is becoming more popular and people are understanding that the old way maybe isn't working and how do you find a person to help you with the money that understands money holistically and it's not just about having the best budget or investment portfolio, but you know, feeling good along the way. Hmm. I so love that about you and the way that you integrate, you know, f- feeling good and, and finding joy as as well as looking at our numbers and, and our finances. And it's, you know, such a, a male dominated field and, and a lot of um, o- the older generation um, of, of men is um, it can be challenging for women to to. Um, go get advice from a financial planner. I've heard that again and again, that people, you know, um, really have a hard time opening up and and sharing and and feeling like their values are heard and understood by um, an older male uh, financial planner. And of course, there are uh, good ones of all ages and both men and women, but it sounds like uh, I I really see you as a fresh feminine um, voice with kind of this innovative approach. And I'd like to hear a little bit more about um, both what makes your approach unique and and what you bring as a woman into the field. Oh, lovely. So our approach is unique in that we charge flat fees. We don't sell products. We don't get commission. It's somewhat almost like a coaching model, I would say. Our packages are three or six months long. Initially, we go through a series of meetings to build a budget and strategy with clients, help them implement everything, and then have regular review meetings. Um, Because life changes. 
you know, and it's not realistic to say, okay, here's your financial plan. Let's get it all done right now. <laughs> it's just not the way life works. So what is the priority? What do we start with? What do we build on? How do we refine, tweak as the stock market changes, as your life changes, as goals change? So we always begin with that initial um, engagement with clients. And then after that, we have an ongoing service where we just stay on as retainer and continue to support them in quarterly review meetings and ongoing access. So I feel like we're just more proactive and accessible to our clients and really, again, focus on being a partner that educates and empowers them versus talk down or making them feel stupid or afraid or terrified that they're never going to be able to retire. Um, we, We really like to just the whole mindset because a lot of the financial industry and just society in general comes from a fear survival place of money and it doesn't have to be that way and I've honestly gone through my own journey to say yeah you can really change it and whatever you want it to be you can create it that way and um, so that's I feel like a unique approach and the way that I think I embrace my femininity is I've actually had to unlearn most of what I learned in my adult years, early 20s. I had to unlearn because it wasn't authentic. I I actually, in the first five years of my career, and probably even before that, was operating from a very masculine place of drive and power and go, 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 and you got to work so hard to make it and yeah, there is a level of work, and I still work, and I still hustle, but there's this feminine essence and quality that I've learned to embrace and develop and nurture, which is a lot more receptive, which is a lot more flowing and ease, and through my own journey, I've built a business, and I mean, I have six people on the team. I've served lots of hundreds of clients, talked to thousands of people, and I haven't worked 60 hour weeks for the last five years. Um, and I've made money. I've manifested things. I've put my mind and, you know, feminine energies into creation and inspired from that place. And I found that, oh, actually, this is how I operate in life. And this is a lot more enjoyable when it comes from this versus the other, um, which is all ego and to me, mind. So it, it is now um, a constant just building on what I've developed and continuing to trust and go with the cycles and seasons of life. And I think that's actually made me a very successful business owner and just woman in general. Um, and, it, and it seeps. I mean, it's just naturally it seeps into how we serve our clients and um, how we operate our business. And I think also just removing a lot of the separation of me and my business. I mean, there are healthy boundaries, don't get me wrong, but I've just learned to embrace who I am and do things in my natural way versus trying to mimic or imitate someone else and how they do it. I've taken every, you know, best nugget I've learned learned from books and mentors and workshops and teachers and courses, and I've actually learned how to... um, just put my head down and find my own unique way of doing it, and that that usually serves me the best. Mm. I I love what I hear about your uh, commitment to authenticity and continually finding that way and and rerouting when when you've strayed off course and uh, just really it takes a lot of courage to to be authentic and to uh, really define success in in our own way and I wanted to talk a little bit about shame uh, because I feel like that is often what keeps people from wanting to be visible as as female business owners of uh, keeps people from talking about money and and could you speak a little bit to um, both the power of shame and and what people might be able to do if if they're struggling with that either with visibility or or with money stuff? Yeah, money shame is something that I feel like most people. I you know I obviously don't know everyone, but most people have experienced at some point because money is. I mean, it's so universal. There's so many aspects of it. Um, So 
if you feel like you have money shame or struggling with that, know first and foremost you're not alone. And I think just really knowing that <laughs> helps because then you could start to accept it, remove any judgment, and, you know, embrace it so that it becomes a teacher versus some dark thing you've got to hide and put away in the closet. So whether it's shame that you have debt or shame that you don't understand your investment portfolio or shame that you have money, (laughs) you know, um, and you feel like you didn't deserve it, like whatever it is, know that you're not alone. So that's number one. And then I think there's a lot of practices and actually in my workshops and webinars and curriculum just through our content, I teach a lot of stuff about money story, which I'm sure you talk about, which is get clear about what your story has been with money up until this point. You know, what was the first memory of money, what you learned in childhood, the experiences in your teens, your 20s, wherever you're at, 30s, 40s. And get clear, why do you do the things that you do with your money? And is that story holding um, true for you? Is that the story you want to continue to write? Because truly the power of us is you can change it. And that's the power of creation, of the mind, of, you know, not being a victim and getting into the driver's seat and saying, look, I don't like what I'm doing. I don't like this behavior. I don't like that I constantly feel guilty or shame with my money. I want to learn how to rewrite it so I feel confident and accomplished with my money versus, you know, constantly in a state of stress and anxiety. So you can really change it. And it could happen overnight. It could take years. And it's a lifelong journey because as life happens, you continue to learn more about yourself. It's a self-discovery. So I think money, like anything, is just an aspect of our life that we constantly come back to and learn more about. And and um, you don't have to let any of the negative feelings that you have with money hold you back. And um, it really can be such a transformation in your financial life and life in general when you simply just pause and look and, and assess and review your story and see what do you want from yourself now moving forward and begin the necessary steps to make that new version, new story happen for yourself. Mm. Right. And it's so powerful to hear other people's money stories, as you've probably mm-hmm. experienced leading workshops as I have. It's like people just feel such great relief after, you know, both sharing their stories and hearing other people's because, as you said, they realize they're not alone. And the fact is, there's not a lot of financial education in America. And, and so we have a um, great deal of financial illiteracy and a lot of people um, just kind of, you know, make their way and, and think everyone else has it figured out. And so it can be really hard to to reach out for help and support and, and be able to admit that, that uh, we don't know what we're doing um, with our finances. And so I, I'm curious what, what, what you'd like to say about why it's so important to talk about money um, with professionals, with family members, um, with our partners, and and uh, why why that's so liberating and empowering. Well, first I would say it's not a luxury, <laughs> you know. You really have to understand that this is your life and money affects so many aspects of your life. I mean, I think the study shows six out of 10 decisions every day we make have money connected to it. So we don't want to worship money and make it this thing that all of a sudden we're just, you know, looking at in the wrong way, but we want to see money as a relationship that we have. And how do we make any relationship better? You devote time and energy and love and nurturing to it. And, um, you know, I think just really going into the self-discovery of who you are, what what you want for yourself, what money represents for you, and accepting it and moving through it, it it's, it's just so, I, I can't stress it enough. I mean, it's just so beautiful. And it really, 
like you said, you know, I hear a lot of money stories and I think the power is not only knowing your money story, but expressing it to someone, a loved one and being brave and bold enough to put it out there. And it really, it takes courage, but once you do it, I'm telling you the benefits are so worth it. Um, so, yeah, you don't get it in school. I mean, I think the victim of, I didn't learn this in school. My parents didn't teach you me. Okay, great. You know, really no one did. So, unfortunately, we can't really play victim role any anymore. Yeah, there's people who have worse scenarios or start from nothing and build all the way or people who come from money and then lose it. I mean, everyone starts from somewhere, but the the power truly does exist in you and um, hiring help it, it's just incredibly valuable you can't do it alone whether it's a financial coach a therapist to help you work through some stuff a financial planner who thinks more holistically like we do um, whatever it takes because it's your livelihood it's your this is your life you know life is precious and you gotta grab it and make the most of it Hmm. I love that. And and I do love your holistic approach of really integrating both the rational and emotional aspects of money. And so many uh, financial planners I've met, you know, focus almost exclusively on on the numbers and, and the reports and those things. And I, um, yeah, would like to hear a little bit more why you feel like the emotional relationship to money is is so foundational to um, to um, cre- creating greater prosperity and joy and satisfaction in our lives. Well, it's because nothing in life is black and white. So you can have the most amazing budget and financial strategy in place. But if you don't have the right emotional relationship and behavior management with your money, it won't work long term. It's kind of like a diet. you got to go under the surface and figure out what, what really is going on. Why are you avoiding money? Or why are you overspending? Why aren't you making the money you deserve? Whatever it is, whatever area or topic is relevant or top of the list right now, Go deeper and ask yourself, what what for? Why is this happening? Why do I feel like I keep living paycheck to paycheck? What for? What do I need to learn? How do I need to overcome this right now? And it kind of puts it back into the power comes back into your hands. And um, I just think, yeah, money is everything. <laughs> you know, money is can be emotional. And also I think that's by hiring a financial planner can really be beneficial just because we don't have the same emotional connection to your money that you do, right? And vice versa. So you can have someone give you an outside objective advice, professional advice, and help guide you because it's also natural, you know? It's like, like you don't have to be so serious about it. We all have. If, if we have money in our account, we'll spend it. I mean, it's very hard, if you know, the world we live in to save and invest for our goals and we're constantly bombarded with things to buy now. So it's almost like, okay, don't make it so difficult, you know? Um, put, put strategies in place, you know? Uh, acknowledge your emotions. Let them move through you so it doesn't trap you down. But I think it's just being, like I said, being brave and bold enough to cry, to yell, to scream, whatever the emotion is, because you can't also just go around it. You know, you got to work through it. And I'll tell you, in my own personal life, no matter how hard sometimes I want to run from the emotion, you can't. It's just, it doesn't work. And I'd rather actually have all my emotions and feel things than not, because that's just the type of life I choose to live, a very full real life. Um, It doesn't make it easy. It doesn't make it, um, I'm not immune, but I think for me, it's just the better approach. And and so I think we've just learned in our adult years to be afraid of emotions or express them, but really they're beautiful. And if you look at a child, they're not afraid. They just go through emotions throughout the day. Sometimes they're mad, sometimes they're sad, sometimes they're happy. 
you know, and then they let them express themselves. And then somewhere along the way, we lose that in our adult years. And so it's almost, like I said, unwinding a lot of things we've learned to connect back to that part of us that is fearless. That says, and gifts within each challenge that we go through and, and to not resist it and cause suffering by our, you know, uh, attachment to what we think should be and just really um, open with curiosity to, to what we can learn and, and how we can grow. So we'll be back after the break with Brittany and we will discuss uh, some more about her top three tips for couples about dealing with finances together, one of her specialties. So we'll be back in just a moment. Are you ready to enjoy greater financial freedom? Perhaps you're like Emily, a creative entrepreneur who wants to increase her income to provide for her family. Using the free video training found at discoveryourtruewealth.com, she learned the secrets to accessing hidden resources and creating lasting wealth. Emily learned a persuasive negotiation technique to bring in more money with her top clients. She boosted her credit score and opened new financial doors while reducing expenses. And she took specific steps to strengthen her existing relationships and create a safety net for her business. With the Discover Your True Wealth training, thousands of women have improved their bank balances and secured their family's future. With this free video course, you'll transform beliefs, behaviors, and skills with money. Take charge of your financial situation with the training found at discoveryourtruewealth.com. Welcome back. We are here with Brittany Castro. She is a financial planner and so much more. She is, uh, you can find her work at www.financiallywisewomen.com. And she has a lot of great videos there too, and some inspiring interviews that I really uh, recommend. So uh, think back now and to the last time that you talked to a partner or your husband or wife about money and just reflect on how that conversation went and what was challenging about it. Because if you're like most people, it can be super stressful to talk about money and it's the cause of a lot of um marital challenges and can really uh, be hard to, it's such a, such a charged topic that it can really be hard to um, have an open, clear conversation and be on the same page with your, your partner. Um, and so this is really one of Brittany's uh, specialties is, is working with couples and, around money. So um, I'd love to hear, Brittany, what your top three tips uh, for couples uh, about money are. Yes, actually, it's perfect timing. We just put out a new video about this (laughs) on the blog. Um, So I think the first tip that I have kind of relates to what we were talking about earlier, which is start with the money story. I think when we connect with each other in a more real way and you learn about somebody's story about what experiences they've had that shapes who they are today you it's almost hard not to be compassionate and loving and empathetic toward that person i mean when someone just kind of pours their heart out to you <laughs> uh it's almost as if you for me anyway, you love them more because you understand them in a whole new way. You can relate to maybe some things that relate to your story. And when you start with the money story as a couple, it is such a powerful way to start fresh, build a new understanding of each other, a new awareness, and have compassion for each other's unique money journey. Because just because you're in a love relationship with someone doesn't mean your money journey is going to be exactly the same as them. And what I mean by that is they might 
do to certain things differently than you and vice versa. And that can be actually beautiful versus what usually happens. Couples fight a lot about money. There's a lot of conflict about money because they don't see eye to eye. And there's never this communication or open dialogue to change it or work together as partners in your financial journey. So I think starting with your own money story and then finding time to share it with one another is is such a beautiful activity. And I've had many couples do this, change their relationship, you know, save their relationship, or just simply bring even more loving and understanding into the relationship, which all of these things, I mean, ultimately you know, are are beautiful. We all want love. We all want to feel loved, be loved. So if you're in a relationship, this is such a great way to be with each other with money. So that's first and foremost. I think another tip that is so important is to talk about money on a regular basis. And I, I actually say have money dates. So when I first started my career 13 years ago, I realized how do I create things that are fun so that people actually do them with money. And one thing I saw was that a lot of people don't budget their money because they see it as an activity that is torture, that <laughs> they hate it, stressful, uh, instead of something that is fun and enjoyable and just a tool to make them more conscious with their money. So I thought, well, what if people have a date with their money? What if they got excited just like they got excited when you go on a date with your your loved one, with, you know, your spouse, your partner, your child, your mom, your, your best friend, you know, there's a level of like, yes, I want to go. I can't wait to see you. Um, so what if you did that with your money and you did it once a week and it was scheduled and it was planned and you committed and you had discipline with it that no matter how busy your life is, you at least sat down for one hour to be with your money. So money dates are such a powerful tool to incorporate into your life if you're not already doing it. A lot of people probably are doing some version of it, but even having the awareness like, okay, now I'm going to sit down and do my money dates. I'm going to look at all my accounts. I'm going to look at my spending. I'm going to see maybe I need to call back the insurance person today, or maybe I need to um, get back to my financial planner on an item, or maybe I need to notarize my legal documents. Like This is the time to take care of things in your financial life. And if you're planning with somebody, if you have a partner, this is an opportunity for you both to come to that conversation or come to this date together and be prepared. So what often happens is people don't talk about money. They build up all this resentment toward each other. And then after a long day at work, when the kids are just crazy running all over, then you start the conversation and an attack and defense and conflict instead of, okay, Sunday we're going to talk about money. I'm really nervous. I'm a little scared. I don't know what the reaction is going to be, but I'm going to just, let's both do it. Let's both commit and go through these things together. It actually, you know, it already sounds a lot easier because it's more like a neutral zone. <laughs> um, so having regular money dates is key and it might be incredibly awkward in the beginning. You might cry. You might hate every minute of it. But the point is to stay in there, stick to it, and do it regularly. Um, no matter how busy your life is, no matter how many obligations you have, because it is that important. Because money is just another part of our lives. And if we're not talking about that with our significant other, it's, it's really a difficult way to live. So knowing each other's money story, having regular money dates, and then this might sound a little bit biased, but hire a financial planner. I mean, really, if you're married or part, you know, working with your partner on financial goals, it just makes it so much easier when you have an outside party helping you along the way. You know, a lot of my clients, we joke, you know, we say blame it on Brittany because then it kind of like adds fun into it. So it's not so serious. You know, there's clarity. There's a clear map. There's a professional to help. Because the reality is also, yeah, most of us have busy lives. We have roles. We have obligations, responsibilities. So hiring somebody just to help you as a unit, as partners, to guide your financial ship with you is so valuable. 
So those are the three, money story, money dates, and hire a financial planner. Awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, I really imagine that you've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of couples, you know, improve their relationship in other areas through uh, looking at their money more consciously. And uh, yeah, just, just curious if there's any stories or, or kind of common struggles uh, that, that, I mean, you've spoken to some, but that that you see with couples and, uh, and yeah, what, what it frees up and, and intimacy is the word that's coming. Like it, it seems to just create greater intimacy when couples can get on the same page financially. Oh my God. So much intimacy and so much love can unfold from it. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh I'm so glad you're you're doing that work and and I you know uh, when I first uh 10 years or so start, ago started to get into this work and went through a money history questionnaire with my husband I really learned a lot about him that I had never known even after a decade together uh there was a lot that just uh had never come up about his childhood and and different money mm-hmm. traumas and things so I think it's a great thing for whatever stage in your relationship that that you're in for people listening to uh to get vulnerable and and take that advice of of sharing some of your money story and and looking really honestly at at um yeah your childhood and how much that's influenced your behaviors and beliefs about money um mm-hmm. anything else you'd like to share around that topic I mean, as much as you can, and I think this comes when you do the work and go through it and build that intimacy, but laugh and enjoy it, you know, if your partner is opposite of you, meaning like you're a spender and they're a saver, enjoy that versus see it as a as a weakness, right? I mean, it's actually a great balance and it happens more often than not that we, you know, tend to date our opposites, so there's so much fun that can happen when you partner together. I mean, I think we see it so tangibly when people do group things to lose weight or go on a diet, you know, but unfortunately money is still one of those areas that a lot of people don't share publicly and they're, you know, but you could, you could really build that group or support system for yourself, whether it's just with one person or a group of your best friends. Um, it's totally doable and it just takes you wanting it. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. What do you see as, you know, if, if we could imagine in a decade or two, um, when our children are, are grown up and, and more and more people have gotten conscious with their money and, found, uh, you know, ways to align their values and their, um, what they care about most with their financial decisions. Let's, uh, I'd love to hear, you know, how, how do you imagine, uh, the future if, if more people were financially empowered and had more clarity about, uh, their personal finance and, and what they see as, as most valuable and and how they build wealth in their life what what kind of world would we be living in no oh, such a good question um i mean honestly i think it would just be a more happy world um i think people would enjoy their lives i think creating a positive relationship with your money means even enjoying spending it you know so if you're I'm just thinking of like a typical day if you're with your children and you're, you know, pick them up from school, you might just enjoy using your money to take them on a spontaneous trip to the ice cream, you know, and that's like an enjoyable thing. Um, And it creates happy memories. And I think also the stress that you might feel on a day-to-day basis from, you know, I don't know, not having the money would be gone because when you have more fun, 
and you have a good relationship with your money, you tend to make the money that you need and you're always taken care of. So you wouldn't even have the worry about, okay, is there more money coming? Even people who have money worry about it then going away. Like all the worry would be gone and people would just enjoy lives. They would be more generous with the money. Um, I, I mean, and you, the stress of saving for the future would be, wouldn't be there because, again, if you created a positive relationship, you would do what you could and feel that good about it. <laughs> you wouldn't be mm-hmm. stressed. <laughs> um, and it, it's almost fun to do this, actually. I've never been asked this question, but it's actually how I live my life, and I created a circle of people who do very similar. And so I know it's possible because mm. I have very, very wealthy friends, like beyond, you know, wealth that they would ever need. They're the most humble people you would never know. They're the most generous, loving, supportive. So when I'm in their home, estate, I feel their wealth. If this is, if this is my estate, you know, so I'm not jealous because there's, mm. there's, it's part of me. Um, so, I, I know it could happen, and I think it just starts with each of us, like becoming awake and aware, and you kind of create your little ripple effect, you know, especially for children. You teach them. you They they mimic whatever you do, really. So it's not a matter of what you really say. It's just how you are that I think most kids pick up. So even if you begin the work to change your relationship, you, I mean, it's amazing what impact that can have, not only in your life, with the people around you. Mm. I hear you um, speaking to moving beyond scarcity and this mindset of not enough and people internalize that I'm not enough. I'll never do enough. There's never enough time. I'm not a good enough mom. And and then of course we, we hear it every day in the marketing messages that you have to consume and do more and, you know, push it and work the 60 hour week. And it's like such a drive and, and based on this belief that more and bigger is better. And I feel like women uh, really are leading this uh, kind of revolution to say that we are enough and through cooperating and connecting and quality of, of life uh, that we can kind of heal this, uh, this belief of, of scarcity and separation. Does that sound accurate? Totally. Yeah. I feel like women in general, I mean, I love men. Men are amazing too, you know? So I think, part of our work as a woman is to build up our men as well because as we're rising up as time and history you know has made so many opportunities available to women we cannot say you know there's no space for men no we have to dip back into our feminine let them be masculine help them you know bring them up not tear them down kind of thing and you know I also think having that kind of gratitude as a woman is part of your unique power to create success. Um, So for me, you know, I constantly think, oh my God, I'm so grateful to be a a woman in this time, to have a business, to live in Los Angeles, to be able to help people, you know, live this life, create opportunities for myself and others. It's, I mean, a blessing you know, to have what I have. And um, I think that kind of gratitude also is like that domino effect, that having gratitude for what we have and the power to make it or recreate it or change it or destroy it, it is also um, to incorporate into our lives more and more. Mm. I was thinking of the the work of theologist uh, Matthew Fox, who says, what if instead of the original sin, it was the original blessing and acknowledging every morning when we wake up before we get out of bed, all that we are grateful for and and the blessing of our lives instead of feeling like this fundamental, you know, um, sin has has brought us here. It's such such a shift. Hmm. 
um, I was uh, checking out some of those interviews that you did um, on on your website there, and and curious if you'd like to say anything else about your partnership with um, Chase and and kind of the education that you've been offering and what kind of things people can uh, find on your site. I would love to. Thank you. Yeah, so definitely come over to our site, visit us if you're interested in financial planning. You can sign up for our uh, phone discovery session to see if it's a good fit. Also, you can check out all the content. I mean, every week we put out an email with a video and really encouraging people to live from this place of abundance with their money. Um as a partner with Chase, I'm a brand ambassador, financial education brand ambassador. And a lot of our work over the past three years has been to educate individuals specifically on credit and building credit and keeping your credit healthy and what that means for your long-term financial success. And um, while it's kind of changed over the years, it's also been a little bit more focused on Hispanics. So specifically, I'm half Hispanic, so um, reminding this demographic of, you know, America that there are tools, there are resources to to help even, you know, even more. I mean, it, it's it's really cool because they're, they're constantly, Chase Slate is constantly doing studies and coming out with surveys and statistics about Hispanic parents talking to their kids about money, um, like a majority of them are, which is incredible. And I think no matter what ethnic group you fall into, you know, this financial education is something that we all need and can all benefit from. So I'm, I love working with them. I mean, they're such a great team. And it's actually very interesting. Most of the team is women, which is very um, it was almost poetic the way it happened because I have a team now that I've built mainly of women. I have one guy on the team. But, um, you know, I remember in the beginning three years ago when we first started our work together, I said, this is really incredible that the Chase Slate team is mainly women. And then I'm working with a PR team, you know, Chase's PR firm on it. They're mainly women. Like, wow, look at us, but women in finance, you know, really focusing on empowering and educating the next generation. This is such a great time. You know, 10 years ago, it wasn't that way. Uh, so I think it's, it's, it's been such a gift to do this work um, with them. I, I really learn a ton. And it's also like everything else that I do help me in my own journey and my own self-discovery. So I, I truly enjoy it. I think Chase Wade is doing great work and I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. I love that. Uh, the women lifting each other up instead of tearing each other down and working in this cooperative, collaborative way to really uh, uplift one another's voices. And, and that's really what's motivated me um, two years into doing this podcast. I've had almost 100 uh, women on the show, and I'm just amazed at the variety of leadership leaders that are in the field of money from psychologists to social workers and you know financial planners like yourself people in the industry and and people who are um you know working with uh empowerment and it's just gives me a ton of hope i'm like we see so much bad news and to really uplift uh, the positive things that people are doing and the small acts of kindness and generosity every single day that really ripple out and touch people's hearts, um, even even when people are struggling financially or otherwise. I feel like just encouraging listeners to find those ways that you can pay it forward and, you know, at the coffee drive-thru, you know, give give extra money to pay for the guy behind you, like just simple things where we can uh, realize that we are connected, that there is a kind and benevolent um, universe that we are playing within together. Um, what, what would you like to share as some closing thoughts here in the last couple of minutes? One, I would just like to say first and foremost, you know, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. I think it's even 
such a something to feel accomplished and proud of that you listen because they <laughs> to this <laughs> our discussion today because I think sometimes like that not, not enough thing that you mentioned earlier we think oh my god I got to do so much I can you know and it's like no just the fact that you listen to us and talking about money is such a huge accomplishment so that's amazing and then I would say the second thing I just want to leave everyone with is take the next step whatever that is do it right now like schedule the consultation with us um, if you have a financial planner, call them or just make sure you're all set with them. Um, call your significant other and say, I want to I try something new. Would you be open to having a money date with me this next week? You know, be brave, be bold, and just do something right now. Don't think, you know, just take action because I think a lot of times we get in our own head and we make it a lot harder than it needs to be. And really, it, it could just be quite simple, you know, and continue to take action and know that you're not alone and know that there are people like us and um, other financial planners out there who can help you. And I just wish you all abundant and wealthy lives and a lot of happiness and love as well. Mm. Thanks, Brittany. I just love that. Be brave, be bold, and take some action right now. And and encouraging people to to get that momentum going and uh, really take that that next step, no matter how small it seems. And and just uh, know that uh, it matters. Everything you do, everything you say uh, matters, and that you are important and significant, and your actions impact others greatly. So use that power wisely and encourage you to go ahead and book that free session with uh, Brittany at financiallywisewomen.com and uh, check out those great interviews and all the resources she has there so that you can feel joyfully empowered, not only with money, but all your resources and relationships and take great pride and satisfaction in a life well lived. So thank you so much for your time, Brittany. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to subscribe to the show and rate and review our podcast at iTunes. Be sure to visit www.moneymorphosis.com. That's money-m-o-r-p-h-o-s-i-s.com to join the growing community of empowered women who are dedicated to creating the true wealth they deserve.